Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how you doing tonight? I'm ready to get my hiatus off and my <laughs> podcast on. Yes, sir, man. It's, uh, it's a long hiatus, it feels like. I know. It feels like I haven't recorded a podcast in 6,000 years. I know, right? I mean, uh, did you have a good holidays? Everything uh, everything went tip-top? I did. Yeah, it was great. I I, uh, I went places. I did things, and uh, stuff happened. Uh, well, that is about what one would expect uh, during a holiday hiatus. <laughs> very, very specific. Yeah, but that's that's cool, man. We're getting some. Uh, we've gotten some lovely uh, uh, comments in the in the live show tonight here on our new Mixler channel. By the way, mixler.com slash brogue media. Uh, the Green Arrow in the chat's uh, giving us a shout out that saying uh, they missed you or they, or they missed us or missed both of us. Missed both of us. That's great. Yes, yes. Uh, want a pineapple throwing out a long time to hear from hearing from us. So yeah, we we're really excited to uh, to be with you guys as well. Um, also shout out to uh, to Green Claude as well, who is our uh, I think I think she was first in uh, for this for this live show. So we got got a great uh, great crowd. So hopefully we will uh, do you guys justice and and give you guys a wonderful show tonight. Before we dive into the main thing that we are all here to do, which is to talk about this amazing episode of The Flash, we got a little bit of housekeeping, and that is telling you, hey, how you doing? I'm I'm good. You doing well? I'm. Swell, even. Oh well, that's good. That's good. I'm not actually talking to you, Bell. I'm talking to the listener. Uh, we <laughs> the one. I assumed as much. Which I was like, "Why are you asking me this?" <laughs> well, you have to respond for them. That's how that. That's how that works. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> I, my listener's surrogate. I see. That's all right. You're back to being Bell. But uh, but no, look. If you're listening to this right now, we want to say first off, thank you so much. Uh, we're right in between uh, the the middle of the third season, which for us has actually been uh, technically, I guess, our fourth season. We actually did an entire. Uh, season of Flash TV Talk prior to the launch of the series, um, and uh, and so yeah, man, we have been at this for quite some time, and uh, and we're kind of at this point where everything has been growing. In fact, over the hiatus, I had to actually upgrade our backend because we've gotten so much traffic to the site, which is really awesome. But we need to start reaching out to you guys to help make this show happen. If you're tuning into this podcast, you know one of our mantras is that we try to bring you professionalism with uh, with a little bit of uh, panache and, and shenanigans that goes with it. But regardless, we do try to produce a wonderful and professional podcast for you to be able to listen to every single week that there's an episode of The Flash. And we ask you, if you enjoy this content, if you want to continue to enjoy this wonderful professionally produced content, help us make it. And you can now do that through our wonderful Patreon account at patreon.com slash TV talk. Now we're not going to like go over all this every single episode. We're just mentioning this because it's the first time that we actually are launching this thing uh, over at patreon.com slash TV talk. You can become a patron at our hero level for as little as just $1 per episode. Uh, by doing so, you get, of course, our extreme th- thanks, as well as access to that full gallery, uh, that full archive of Flash TV Talk episodes dating back to before the season even launched. Uh, that's we, we do re- a review of Young Justice Season 1. We've got a lot of talk about Flash from across the multiverse. We've even included in that archived feed our entire Season 1 review of Arrow TV Talk. It's this massive, awesome thing that you get all of this backlog of content, as well as every single new episode of Flash TV Talk. Again, it can be yours, just a dollar per episode 
episode uh, over at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash TV talk. Become our hero and do that. Not only that, but you also get an opportunity to jump into a closed Facebook group that we're launching called the Brogues Gallery. Become a Brogue yourself and join us on the Brogues Gallery, a closed Facebook page just exclusively to patrons. Uh, again, help us out. Become a hero. If you become a superhero at $3 per episode, we give you exclusive bonus content, which means you get uh, exclusive backstage live discussions with, uh, let's say, some raw, unedited discussions. I mean, still work safe, but nothing that you would find in a professionally produced podcast. Something exclusive to our uh, superheroes that are supporting us at $3 per episode. And then finally, if you feel so called and you are able to do it, become a member of our brain trust. And by doing so at $5 per episode, Uh, You are a trusted member helping make this content happen. Uh, There'll be exclusive Google Hangouts and emails going out for you to help us decide what content comes down the wayside, not just in special episodes, but also uh, help us determine that when that fateful day comes uh, and when the Flash has reached the end of his run, (laughs) we will eventually be doing some other TV talk. So uh, the Brain Trust will help us decide that along with some other things as well. There's an extensive list of the rewards available to you. Head over to patreon.com slash TV talk, become a patron, help us make this show happen. And uh, yeah, we will continue to provide you with some amazing things. So that being said, Bell, I say let's jump into the rundown. The The rundown. Episode 10 of season three, Borrowing Problems from the Future. Love that name. Directed by Millicent Shelton and story by... Uh, Grian Godfrey and David Cobb. Bell, what happened this episode? Well, Barry has been having nightmares about Iris's murder, and Jared Morello attempts a robbery but is confronted by Barry, who recalls a news report during his visit in the future when the latter captures the former. The distraction allows Morello to overpower Barry and escape. HR launches the museum, but no one attends. In the second confrontation, Wally intervenes and captures Morello, gaining praise by everyone except Barry. He eventually reveals the future he saw to everyone but Joe. The team decides to change the course of the other events to prevent Iris' death. Using Cisco, Barry accesses the future memory in which the news reveals that Star Lab's museum will close and Caitlin will become Killer Frost. Morello escapes, and Barry decides to change the first event by letting Wally capture him. Cisco relaunches the museum, starting with an exhibition for an elementary school students. Julian is persuaded by Caitlin to join the team. And meanwhile, a mysterious woman from another Earth arrives searching for HR. Dun, dun, dun! Man, I think with this episode, uh, given just kind of the... Uh, you know, the theme of the episode and really kind of the driving factor, this this was kind of a, a lighter one back in, in that we got a lot of exposition, a ton of spoilers, if you will, for what's down the road. Before we kind of dive into these various characters, let's kind of review. Uh, last season, we ended things on a prophecy that was given by Savitar, where he tells the team that one of them will fall or die. We're kind of assuming that means die. Uh, one of them will betray them and one of them will have a fate worse than death. Uh, now, we've discussed that a lot last episode, and we also discussed that a lot during the uh, the Christmas call-in show. That was, a, that was a common theme throughout the night. But but I do want to just kind of like refresh the memory of the listener. If, if you know, they, if you haven't, uh, if it's been been a couple of months before you've really given given that some thought, let's, let's uh, clear out the cobwebs, keep that front of mind, because the name of the game this episode is about 
Barry and Iris, man, their future together. Um, of course, we see them. They've, they've got this great, strong relationship that you've very rarely ever seen between your two leads on a CW show. I mean, let's be honest. Typically, there's uh, a lot of kind of forced drama of will they, won't they? And finally, they are together. The fans rejoice, uh, or at least I rejoice. Are you? Are you? You got on the. Uh, you got all on the West Ellen before. Uh, before we got here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, I was doing the baddie for Patty for a while, but then that was over, and uh, so now I'm finally happy they're past the will they want that stage. They've moved in. They're doing the hanky panky according to Barry, <laughs> three nights in a row. <laughs> Which, all right, all right. Look, like they, they. By the way, they moved into an amazing, amazing loft. How does he afford that? He he quit his job. You know what I love? They actually addressed the money problem in this episode with uh, what was it? Was Cisco asked HR where he gets the money for everything? It was like, yeah, oh, that is a great question, but they never answered it. I love that. <laughs> I love that. This one, uh, this one, of course, written by uh, uh, Godfried, who's a longtime writer, and Cobb, who's they're 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 clearly trolling us with that one. <laughs> Thumbs up on that one. Thumbs up. Yeah, all the way. For sure. All the way. Uh, round of applause for that that beautiful trolling there. Uh, but no, they so they get this amazing, uh, amazing condo apartment loft, I think is what they called it. Uh, and they filled that to the brim. I, I just, I, I got to call this out. Somebody went to Rugs R Us and got rugs all over the thing. Like literally every single like like square inch of that flooring is covered with a different rug. Have you noticed that? Well, yeah, but it's, it's concrete flooring. I mean, what else are you going to do? Is that a thing? Do people do that? Oh, sure. Like, yeah, when you have those uh, like concrete or, uh, you know, hard floors, I mean, like you don't want you don't want it everywhere. Right. I mean, like, you know, that kind of breaks. No, they had it everywhere. Like they actually had they had rugs on rugs. They had the corner of one rug overlapping the corner of the other rug. There was no like feng shui to the way that they set that up. Now, don't get me wrong, because I mean, like, I don't know if it was Barry that designed the place. I mean, you know, clearly he did a lot of the unpacking. Uh, Iris has a um, amazing sense of style. My goodness, where does she buy those dresses? Because I, I gotta, I gotta, gotta find that out. Uh, the dress that was like a pantsuit, but a dress at the same time, which I didn't realize until afterwards. I know, right? <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a cool dress. It's not a dress. It has pants. I was about to actually like tweet mad props for the dress, and then it pulled back, and then it was like pants, and I was like, I don't know what to classify this. I don't. <laughs> I, I want to. I want to compliment. The the costume department here, and I I have no idea how to compliment. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, they uh, one way or the other, man. They do have a beautiful, beautiful home. Things are going very well, and you know, except for the fact that this has been weighing on Barry. The fact that he did jump to the future, he's got this uh, this not just vision. Like that's the thing. This is not a prophecy. This is not his vision. This is something that he lived and experienced and saw. You know, this is something that's obviously weighing down on him. That he's got this wonderful relationship, but it it is doomed to fail in mere months uh, with her death. Now, one of the things that I really appreciate about this episode is that where, as with other shows, or maybe even even earlier on in the se- the series, we might have had Barry stretching out the I'm not going to tell Iris she's going to die for like five to six episodes. Here, we knock it out in one. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad they did that. I was kind of uh, hoping they would do it earlier in the episode <laughs> because it was one of those things where I was like, they're gonna, they're gonna drag it out. They're gonna drag it out, and it's like, here it goes. Wait, he said it. Awesome. Like that's that's amazing. Because I, yeah, I was under the same impression as well. Is that we're gonna have to sit here and wait, and there's gonna be all this tension and drama, and Barry's gonna be a sad Barry, and nobody wants sad Barry. No, no. In fact, actually, one of the things I really appreciated about this episode uh, with Barry is that you know uh, he did get that out with Iris, so that you know that it's on the table. Uh, not only that, they shared it with everybody. Uh, but but we don't have sad Barry. In fact, like even with uh, the Cisco Barry. 
uh, tension that has been building up for the last several episodes, the entire first half of the season. Uh, thanks to the events of the crossover, uh, the guys are buddies again. I definitely feel that he got let off easy in the sense that like, you know, I, I feel like Cisco was justified. I feel like, you know, where he was coming from. I feel like he left, let him off easy. I, I felt like the whole realization from Cisco's point was kind of forced in the midst of the jumble that was the crossover event. However, I am super glad to have that 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 storyline behind us because I like Cisco and Barry as buddies. Yeah, I know, right? They're 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 super fun, and and uh, it's it's kind of neat that you know uh, Barry got the loft because I was thinking they might do the whole roommate thing for a bit, uh, but it's much nicer now that that he and I mean because especially like you know you only got a couple months to like you know be with the girl of your dreams, so you might as well you know get your own place, and so that's good that they're in a good spot. Uh, so. It's also good that they're not going to be like roommates and stuff. Yeah, and well, I, I like that dynamic now. It's 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 a good dynamic. I got to tell you, they were only roommates for like a night, maybe it, like one episode. Yeah, yeah. You know, it seemed really short, but I would assume that you know, in the show, the time is different because yeah. this is a show about time travel. Yeah, that w- that would make some sense. Um, I do. <laughs> I do like, uh, you know, that uh, that Cisco is more. I mean, I feel like this is the first time that we've seen kind of classic Cisco. You know, he he is still kind of carrying some weight on him. Uh, it's not necessarily being discussed, but you can kind of tell in his demeanor that he is still guarded. He is still uh, in mourning to some extent and dealing with everything else that's been going on. But it's not at the forefront of his character. Yeah, it, it seems to me the the Satsuko only really shows up when he's terse with HR. Well, but uh, like even then, no, oh, go ahead. Oh, like, cause you know, cause it seems like, you know, when he gets frustrated and stuff, like normally he'd let, he's like, you know, water off a duck's back, nothing really bothers him. But in this, uh, the new Sadsko state, um, while he's not primarily Sadsko, it still seems to kind of come out in the fact that he gets short with people, especially HR. Is that a, is that a comment on his height? Cause I don't, I don't appreciate <laughs> that. I don't appreciate that. You know. Um, you know, I, one of the things I also loved about this is that we we are getting more Cisco who is very comfortable with his powers. You know, when Barry and Iris tell the team what's going on, uh, he's he's quick to step up and be like, you know, I'm about to vibe you to the future. You know, like he's he's not hiding this anymore or anything like that. And that is something consistent that we've seen with post fast po- uh, flashpoint <laughs> with po- <laughs> my, my bad. I see what you did there. Yeah, I didn't mean to. With post flashpoint Cisco, he is you know he he is very competent in his abilities and very ready to throw down and, and use his powers uh, if it's going to benefit the team. Yeah, he's more. He's embraced them way more. Uh, and I think that's probably, you know, to do with the fact that he doesn't turn into a homicidal maniac when he uses his powers. <laughs> yeah, that helps. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I think it's worth noting that, that that Caitlin has definitely not done that. And she's super scared of her powers. Yeah, man. Uh, she's all she's all Bruce Banner trying to get this thing fixed. You know, she she wants to uh, completely remove it. Um, you know, her her watch, her Apple watch is on the fritz. And so <laughs> she wants an Apple necklace. But and what's funny to me about that whole thing with the, with the the wristwatch and stuff is that she's like, guys, I can't, you know, be plugged into a wall all the time like a human tablet. And they, they just kind of just blow it off. It's like, yeah, yeah you know, whatever. <laughs> right, and, right. And, As and if, like, she, she, oh, she can't become a super killer. Yeah. Money, right? <laughs> I, I figured they'd be like, okay, hold on, Caitlin. We'll work on this immediately, and we'll make sure that you don't kill us all in our sleep because your batteries go out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a good point. That did not hit me at the time, but that's a, that's a good point. Uh, that should definitely be priority number one. But I mean, one way or the other, they, they, they do work up a, a solution for her. 
which is I I, I kind of liked man. She she gets the uh, the necklace with the frost symbol, if you will, like uh, solar powered, frozen uh, <laughs> a frozen uh, icon of a of a sno- of a uh, snowflake around her neck. I thought I thought it was nice. See, but what the, <laughs> the first thing that I thought is like, okay, that's a really cool looking piece of jewelry. It glows and stuff. And some you know jerk's gonna run by and be like, I'm gonna steal that and take it off of her, and then she's gonna go crazy and murder him. Oh yeah, no no, no. that would be a bad decision. Like, that would yeah. be like. <laughs> It would be like that time that uh, that Barry got like like held up, and he was like, "Y'all are holding me up, really?" <laughs> and he's like, "This is awesome." <laughs> like, <laughs> but so so here's my question though: uh, Does is the necklace being used in conjunction with the bracelets? Because they said something about it being solar powered, mm-hmm. and so the sun will charge the necklace, or does the the necklace enable the wrists to be charged wirelessly or something? Okay, this is this is good. I I imagine that it's like the necklace is a battery. That plugs into the watch. Okay, and so the necklace has the solar capacitors or whatever on it that charges the wristbands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Want a pineapple in the chat saying it's a little on the nose with the snowflake, but I will say this: I mean, that's that's kind of good though. I mean, you know, one of the things that we love about this show is how it, it pays homage very heavily to the comics and and you know, kind of leans towards the camp. Uh, you know, not, not, not steps in the camp, like it's not a campy show, but it definitely leans into it. And so, you know, part of the ways they do that is, is with the symbolic nature of, you know, yeah, giving her a snowflake that she's going to wear around, uh, around her neck. Like that's, well, that works. Isn't that kind of like, kind of weird though? Like giving her a snowflake emblem to be like, Hey, you know, that monster that you turn into that uses <laughs> ice powers and kills people. Right. Here's a snowflake necklace. <laughs> Lauren in the chat is saying that in the in the upcoming preview, the trailer for the next episode, she's actually not wearing the bracelet. Uh, so perhaps the necklace works alone. She could be wearing it as like an anklet type deal. You don't know. Fashion accessorized I mean, from time to time. Well, I, I, I got kind of both from it. The solar power thing is like, you know, it would charge. They didn't explicitly mention that you didn't need the bracelet. So I was like, I wonder if this is a charger thing or if this is, an, is, is something that's going to replace the bracelets. And I could have seen it go either way. So, I mean, if she's not wearing it in the trailer for next week. It's probably just. You know, in that way, they don't have the other props to deal with and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, HR uh, and and Cisco working together on that, as well as kind of HR working with the team as a whole, this episode really made me reflect on the fact that that you know, Tom Cavanaugh. I mean, I know we say this all the time, as and everybody who's watching this has to be actively thinking it. That man has got some range. God, so much, so much range. He's he's played three, four different characters on this show. Uh, not not including the little cameos of the you know around the multiverse uh, thing that we got, like in in terms of like characters like legitimate characters that we've seen on the show, he's played four different characters, uh, and and he's played them all so uniquely. I was thinking about how Cisco and HR were relating to one another, and how Cisco has had to do this three times now uh, with someone with that exact same face with Harrison Wells. <laughs> You know, it's it's mind boggling. with you. And actually, when when Cisco references the bitterness of dealing with his doppelganger, you know, at first my my knee jerk reaction was to like go, no, Cisco, that was Eobard. And then I realized, oh no, he's talking about Harrison Wells of Earth too. Okay, no, yes, carry on. That's that that, that is accurate. <laughs> that that is correct. Um, I, it it does kind of make me wonder about the uh, the <laughs> Harrison Wells of season four and who and what we'll be getting at that time. Yeah, that one's going to be interesting. I, I I can't wait to see where they go with it. Like this this is this is something that every season it comes out, there's going to be a new HR Wells. Like at first, I was kind of like, you know, because because it was so great to see Eobard uh, as you know to put, see Tom Cavanaugh play Eobard as HD Wells, 
And so in season two, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know. And then that HR grew on me. And then this one, they're like finding a new HR for this season. I was like, yes, I want this to be a thing every <laughs> season to be a new HR. And like maybe maybe one day there'll they'll be an HR that's a super intelligent gorilla. Uh, you know what? Probably. Uh, <laughs> thing is, though, that like it, it happens every single uh, ever after the, after season one, it happened in season two and it happened. It's happening now, which is I start the season really getting irritated and missing the old Harrison Wells or the old version of Tom Cavanagh's character, you know, from the previous season, from the previous season, like with season two, I was like, no, I missed. I, he was so great as Eobard. And then after season two was over and we get this new HR, I'm like, no, I loved Harrison Wells. of Earth too. <laughs> and now they're really starting to get me on board with HR uh, as a character, despite some of the, you know, the, the mystery that surrounds him. And we'll talk a little bit about that later on in the show. Uh, but this time, you know, he does bond with Cisco and he, he gets this idea of turning, of course, Star Labs into a museum referenced in earlier episodes. This is the first time that we actually see that he's put it together, uh, f- comes fully loaded with a <laughs> internal hologram of Cisco yelling science, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which was wonderful. So, I mean. HR has to have some kind of technical capabilities because you can't just like make a hologram of Cisco that yells science and not, you know, have some sort of well, technical ability. Yeah, I hear you, but at the same time, he he hired a staff. You know what I mean? Like, like I think he he hired one Russian lady. Well, that we know. I think he commissioned people. I like when I, I thought that he was going to make mention of the fact that like you know how he did all of this, and he was kind of like, well, yeah, oh yeah, I guess, oh, yeah, 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 it was me. Like I thought he was going to say like, yeah, no, I, I contracted out all of this work to a bunch of different people and, you know, then, then kind of oversaw it from the back, which would fit the HR character that we've been given, or at least the explanation for who he is and who he was on his earth. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so the, the star labs museum, you know, I, I kind of gave a, a, a quick look over of what we saw. Did anything stick out to you? Uh, you know, not particularly. I, I was kind of just, uh, I wasn't really looking for stuff. Uh, because I, 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 you know, there's still going to be a a flash museum somewhere and well, that's the thing, right? Yeah. And, and so like, you know, I, at the time I'm kind of like, I don't know if if the star labs museum is going to morph into a flash museum, which, you know, seeing the headlines, I mean, this, this is more speech speculation. So I, I wasn't really looking at anything here because there's no way that they're going to insinuate that star labs has anything to do with the flash outside of the particle accelerator explosion. Cause like they wouldn't want to like, Oh yeah, by the way, the Flash's secret hideout is right underneath our feet. You know, they're not going to do anything <laughs> well, like that. So. But they might though. I mean, that's the thing. If you think about kind of uh, what we've experienced so far in this world, I mean, at this point, the like star labs is the home of the uh, just like the hall of justice. You know what I mean? They had a press conference there with the, with the uh, not yet named justice league. Yeah, but they have, you know, a skeleton crew with terrible security, terrible security. How many times have bad guys just shown up in the secret, you know, I gotta, underground look, layer dude, of the Flash? Dude, I got to tell you, if they that actually matches up with the Flash Museum from the comics. Do you know how many times people broke into the Flash Museum, especially in the Silver Age, to steal stuff? Like, they had actual freeze guns in the Flash Museum that would get stolen. Like, they had the <laughs> actual cosmic treadmill in the Flash Museum, which is how you got Zoom. Like, this is a this is a thing, man. <laughs> like, like, Sure, sure. Po- I, poor, but like- poor security to me. Just like furthers, like like confirms the idea that Star Labs is going to end up becoming the Flash Museum. 
And, but 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 like the, the Flash Museum isn't isn't the Flash's base of operations is what I'm saying. Well, no, and that I think that's kind of a twist. I mean, t- technically, Star Labs is not in any way responsible for the Flash, right? I mean, this, some of this is just kind of creative licenses that they've taken with the character, and right, I'm all right. for it, man. I think it fits. I think it fits what they've established. Um, and it fits with kind of some of the, uh, the hints of what we've gotten in the future. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. Uh, but first, you know, with, with talking about HR, he's kind of, he's been a lot of different things. Like he's, he's facilitated a lot of different roles in this team, uh, in that he has, you know, been this, I'm going to go get the locks and bagels guy. I am going to, you know, write a novel guy, get the coffee guy, I'm going to get the coffee guy. Um, you know, get and the holograms guy. Yeah. But he, he gets act, a lot of stuff, he, but he has he, like this episode. I felt like he really added a lot of value to the team. He he even gave a pretty solid explanation of, uh, I, I don't want to call it time travel, but let's say adjusting the timeline. Well, yeah. Like he, he gave varying viewpoints, uh, you know, cause, cause in his, you know, I, I, I love the fact that he talks about his book and he says, well, some fans think it's this way and some fans think it's this way. Uh, I, I think that was like a <laughs> wink and a nod to the audience. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. Like, like, like totally. So, uh, I thought that was super cool how they did that. Uh, but, but, but yeah, like he did more this episode for the team than I think he has done in the entirety of the season. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree now. I mean, but before this, I mean, there was like a brief moment when, uh, you know, it seemed like he was going to be Wally's trainer. Uh, which to me actually kind of makes me think a little bit more of like, you know, maybe that was more of a nod to this is how Barry did it. So now this is how Wally's going to do it. But man, Wally, this was the first time that we got a legitimate team up. Like, like that it seems normal for Flash and Kid Flash to, uh, to team up. Well, for, for the fire, yes. Because the other times that they went out together, Barry was kind of being secretive and you know wasn't telling wally what was going on it was kind of just like pushing him out of the nest uh, in order to change history and not to train him i mean for like just a minute but then like when they came in at the end he was like you know you know go get him kid like yeah he, sure 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 yeah and and you know uh, by the way i love the fact that wally has embraced the kid flash monster. oh yeah <laughs> that makes me so happy yeah yeah that that was like uh uh i was wondering because there's no way they're not going to call him kid flash and I was wondering if they were going to have a thing where it was just going to be him sort of like, you know, mopey about it or whatever, <laughs> uh, or, or just not appreciative of it until something happens. Uh, and he's like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. But no, he's like, yep, Kid Flash in the house. What's up? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it totally works. And, you know, it actually, um, you know, I remember when we were watching uh, Young Justice, when we went and watched, uh, did a review of season one of Young Justice, uh, you know, the, the other characters would constantly call him Kid. And I, it took me a little bit to get used to that fact. Like, you're like, oh, wait, are they, is Wally younger than everybody? I thought that, you know, I thought that Robin was technically younger than everybody. Why is he calling him kid? And then I realized, oh, no, they're, that's a nickname. Like, he, he is Kid Flash, so they're shortening that to kid. Yeah, it's like calling Flash the. What's up, the? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. But, uh, but no, I, I love that he's embraced the kid flash. I love that he makes the save, um, to see them kind of working together. You know, Barry does push him aside. Like he, he does his classic Barry thing, right? Like Barry's like new information. Everyone get away from me. <laughs> like no one can know this stuff. That's extremely important that everyone know. <laughs> and of course, like, like 10 minutes later, the episode, like, okay, I'll tell you everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so he kind of, you know, clammed up and then, and then let him in. I do like Wally, man. I, I think, um, you know, his, his journey to acceptance of, uh, of his powers, uh, there was even that kind of brief nod to the mention of like, you know, Dr. Alchemy giving people their powers and 
while he was like, yeah, I was actually kind of fine with that on my end. Like he's, he's, he's been a good addition to the team. Uh, now, and he also has, I mean, you know, it, it has to be said, he has very much been a sidekick. And I mean that holistically in the team, I, I don't feel like he's on equal footing, uh, pun not intended with, with Barry yet, uh, or necessarily with anybody. He, he does seem like he's, he's very cocky. Um, but he, but he's very, he's sure of himself, but he's also got the power and the skill to back it up. Um, he he doesn't bring a lot of value yet to the team discussions. Um, you know, in in comparison, like with his sister, like when Iris, you know, first showed up for a team meeting, it was like, okay, everybody step back. Iris has got this. Like, yeah, everybody shut up. Iris is talking. Exactly. (laughs) So it's like immediately, you know, she was on top of this. And part of that is of course he is kid flash. He is a younger member of this team. He's the junior, (laughs) he's the junior of, of the entire team. But I did like seeing him hear the cops talking about him in the background and, uh, feeling that, that weight of like, you know, he needs to prove himself and, uh, glad that he got the chance to do so. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I thought it was funny too, where, uh, he took Barry's uh, mannequin. Uh, <laughs> that was I, great. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he took the mannequin and Cisco goes, hmm, we got two suits, one mannequin. That's going to be a problem. I'm thinking we get, we're going to see flash ring here soon. Oh, ooh, I didn't even. St- I, I'm, I'm making that prediction now. Just based off that one line that Cisco said and the fact that they have one mannequin and they're not going to rebuild that set to put two mannequins in there. <laughs> we're going to get we're going to get a flash ring soon. Dude, I, I did not even realize that. Uh, my, my initial thought was just just call Oliver. He seems to have like 30 gazillion of them, you know. <laughs> It's like oh, he the, like swats people out on his team every like you know season. So. Exactly, and like after the very first team up with Barry, it's like before Barry even leaves, you know, Star City. He's like, oh hey, I, I got, we had the spare mannequin lying around, and now yeah. it's got it's got your costume right there for when you need it. So yeah, I don't know. I but yeah, flash ring. Oh my gosh, I would love that. Wouldn't that be great? I that that'd be incredible. Because they 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 dropped hints about it constantly. Like it's you know. It, it, it's going to happen. And I think it's going to happen this season. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, Julian joining the team. Uh, Caitlin brings him in. Caitlin, not the best track record with bringing guys on the team. Yeah. But I mean, you know, uh, you know, so there was, uh, what we had firestorm dead. Um, <laughs> but then firestorm uh, dead again. <laughs> Traveled in time. Well, then, 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 then there's uh Jack's firestorm, which is, you know, lost in time. Lost in time. Uh, then you also have. Um, uh, then she she also brought on uh, Jay, or, or at least uh, uh, maintained Jay on the team, even when Jay was MIA. Didn't work out well. Not the yeah, real no. Jay. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm just saying, not the best track record here. But maybe it's like a, a theme, right? Caitlin has this kind of. I mean, she is a villain. At the end of the day, you know. <laughs> yeah maybe maybe she's trying to undermine the entire team subconsciously even though she doesn't even know i i don't know about that maybe maybe so 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 here's my question though when julian was on the team i was like okay you know that they they got to keep malfoy around because you know they're they're paying him money to be in the show no i well yeah and and plus i've enjoyed i've I've enjoyed him though i've enjoyed him as alchemy And, and honestly from a story perspective it makes sense because you know you have this guy who is who uh uh has been channeled by Savitar, you know, keeping him close, uh, wouldn't be a bad thing. And, and like yeah. trusting him and being like, Hey, look, you know, we're, we're here. We're, we're going to like help you out. Like if, if Savitar comes back, let us know, we'll help. Right. So that's not, that doesn't seem like a bad thing to me, but it changes the dynamic of the prophecy. Well, yeah, that, that is true. I mean, it, it does kind of further him being part of the team and thus being kind of a player 
uh, in terms of being, you know, and I, I think we always kind of considered him that. Like, I feel like, you know, Julian has been somebody that people have considered as part of the either betraying or the dying. Um, and, and, you know, and so I, you're right. There, There is kind of an, an added factor into that pro- prophecy from that standpoint. Let me actually kind of push this on you too. Because, I mean, you said that, you know, just because they've, they've got Malfoy on staff, so let's make sure we use him. I mean, yes, true. But consider the fact that ever since season one and the loss of Eobard Thawne, you know, under the guise of Harrison Wells, uh, there, there was a gap in the team. Like when it was replaced in season two with a Harrison Wells with kind of the scientific background, uh, they, they almost like split that character. So you had the Harrison Wells of Earth 2, which was the scientific mind, but then you also had the Jay, the Jay Garrick of Earth 2, who was the speedster. And so one and of them- The metahuman expert. Right. One of them could, could you know, well, and, I mean, Harrison too, uh, Harrison Wells too was was uh, a metahuman expert in his own right. I mean, he invented yeah. the, the detectors and everything else, but he was kind of the super science, whereas, you know, Jay was the speed force. Before that, Eobard Thawne under the guise of Harrison Wells was both. Here, we have a splitting- of the characters again, where we have HR, who is this very upbeat, energetic, like that go get him. Like even even in the uh, you know while he's writing down the stuff from what Barry was calling out, which is what we're about to talk about. Uh, you know, as he's writing that out, and, and they mention Joe getting honored by City Hall. He under his breath, he says, "Good job, Joe." Like he's like he's he's this positive reinforcement paternal like 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 in a good way uh to the team this paternal energy and then we also have that counterbalance now with julian joining the team with kind of that brooding like frustrated like cynicism cynicism exactly and so we we again have a splitting of that original kind of void from that was left by Eobard Thawne slash Harrison Wells leaving the team, but in a different way now. Now it's less about knowledge and it's more about kind of emotion and, and kind of the impact that they have on uh, on the dynamic of the team. Interesting. Yeah. I like that idea. I can go with that. All right. So we've we've been pushing it off and I because with the the great thing is we've got so many amazing characters and, and the way that we do this podcast is we try to take them character by character. Didn't talk a lot about Joe. Joe's not much in this episode. Uh, no. They keep in secrets from Joe. And part of what they're keeping secrets of is what they saw in the future. And I think they're absolutely right about that. <laughs> uh, I think Joe, Joe, Joe is not one to take that kind of information and 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 be cool with it. Yeah, he's 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 been a little unpredictable lately. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Um, yeah. But they did they did come back with a laundry list of items from the future, and you know I, I did. <laughs> I already mentioned, of course, that HR kind of gives an explanation for how how this all plays out. He starts writing it down as Barry and, and Vibe kind of start calling it out. We've got Music Meister gets six-figure book deal. We got Luigi's Opens After Murder. Joe West honored at City Hall. Killer Frost still at large. Star Labs Museum closes. Gorilla Attack still uh, clean. They're still cleaning up the city from a gorilla attack. So... It's one of these things where like, you know, we don't do spoilers on this show, but the show did spoilers on itself. So, <laughs> uh, how do we talk about this? So they, I, I really like how they did this. Uh, this is a really neat way to spoil stuff, but not really right. Because they, they, uh. they tell you, okay, uh, there, there's a gorilla attack, right? Well, we don't know. We know the garage's going to be in there, and that's going to be cool, but well, we don't know what's going to happen. But that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, so technically, and this isn't necessarily spoilery, it's just part of kind of like, you know, what's been promoted. I mean, I guess that to that, that extent, we do talk about that. We know that we're getting a two part gr- Gorilla Grodd story coming up. 
Um, so that, that is happening. And so, of course, you know, this is kind of the nod to what we know is going to come. Same thing with, uh, with Music Meister. Uh, you know, we know we've got a crossover episode with Supergirl that's going to be a musical episode uh, featuring Music Meister, which, by the way, we've actually got some really awesome uh, desktops, some, uh, some cool custom, uh, uh, what do you call them, wallpapers for your computer, kind of inspired by the upcoming music uh, episode, which is, by the way, exclusive to patrons. So uh, patreon.com mm-hmm. slash TV talk. Just throwing that plug in there. So, man, that's that's the list that we're working off of. And uh, that being the case, man, let's go ahead and switch into Speedster Speculation. All right, man. Music Meister getting a six-figure six book deal. Let's start with there. We'll just take it right on down the list. For me, I see that. I think, oh, Music Meister, everything's going well for him. But the future is not uh, as it appears to be. I mean, they can make changes that are going to impact the future. My guess is that six-figure fig- deal is not going to go through because of whatever reason, and now they've turned this guy into a uh, a, a supervillain. So they're going to ruin his book deal and cause him to lash out at the city. Unintentionally, of course. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking... <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't know because I don't know how they're going to run with it, but uh, it could be one of those things where, you know, how sometimes people will get book deals uh, after like time in prison or whatever. I was thinking maybe it was something along the lines of that. Uh... So maybe they capture him. And so maybe he escapes. And so, you know, since he's at large, he's not going to get a six figure book deal if he's at large. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I'm really kind of curious. I like yours better, though. I will say that. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what um what happens there. Uh, Luigi's opens after murder. I I suspect we are not actually going to see this at all. So I was kind of hoping that each one of these was going to be an episode later on in the season, and they were going to basically give us the breakdown of every episode that was going to happen until the season finale on May twenty third. Uh, let's hang on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One of those is a two part, so that's eight. No, we got we got more than eight episodes left. Yeah, yeah, we got more than two months. Yeah, so that um, ain't gonna happen. So there's gonna be some filler in there. So because of that, why wouldn't they hit all of these things? Well, uh, like I said, I mean, I think that you know they can't all be about you. I think that's uh, there's also if you if you go back and listen to it, like the audio sounds differently when Cisco reads that one as if it was kind of added in late. So I'm wondering if they just added something in to kind of pad it out. That's my guess, but I could yeah. be wrong. Could be wrong. Joe West honored by the city. Did something cool? Maybe, I don't know. Uh, stopped somebody. Maybe got awarded because he is a good cop. Yeah. No, I'm sure I'm sure he he, he should get honored. Yeah. But uh but don't know don't know how that that seems like it's going to be kind of thrown in like as a as an underlying plot to something or another. You well, know here's I mean? the like, thing, though. That kind of sucks for Joe's because Joe's, in order to change that one, they're gonna be like, "Sorry, Joe, you can't get your award." But they're not gonna. <laughs> that's the thing, though. They don't want to change everything. Like, like the whole Domino uh, situation that HR lined up. He didn't remove all the dominoes. See, that's why he was saying, like, you have to be specific about which dominoes you you take out and which ones you don't. Yeah. So then they're gonna be like, "Well, we're not gonna mess with Joe or Luigi's." Well, maybe they should. But- they're not gonna let the murder happen. If they can find out who gets murdered at Luigi's, I say they should stop it. Could be that yeah. they stop it, and that's why Joe West gets the uh, honored by City Hall, which would have changed the reason why he originally got honored by City Hall in the uh, in the first timeline, or in in the you know what Barry experienced. Yeah. Hmm. Killer Frost still at large. I think we could probably assume that that was going to happen at some point, right? 
Like she's going to go back and forth for a while until she's just full on killer frost. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm thinking that. And then, uh, so we have another hiatus coming up, right? E- well, I mean a mini one, not like, not like, you know, mid season or anything. Right, 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 right. But, uh, cause I'm wondering if that's going to be a, uh, another mini hiatus cliffhangers that she goes full blown killer frost and that she is at large and that the next, you know, they're, they're going to, in order to change that where they're going to have to apprehend her. See, for me, I would imagine that if there's a hiatus, it would be either right between or after the gorilla attack, like the, the two part gorilla grot episodes. Mm-hmm. But without kind of the, the lineup in front of me, I'm not sure. Uh, we do know, of course, like I said, there's a two part gorilla grod story coming up. Gorilla attack. Uh, gorilla is the plural of gorilla. Yeah. So just like Jedi is the plural of Jedi. Exactly. All of you people worrying about Star Wars. <laughs> well, in all fairness, they do actually say specifically in the crawler for the Force Awakens that Luke Skywalker is the last Jedi. So that's another discussion. Um, gorilla is the plural of a gorilla. I'm hoping this is like total gorilla city try to take over central city i hope so too but do you think it's because our grod got sent to earth too so in order for him to come back he would have to come back through a portal which means that he could theoretically bring a bunch more gorillas with us so it's not just gorillas it's gorillas from an alternate universe from an alternate universe where they can build cities yes <laughs> interdimensional gorilla <laughs> attack yes uh okay so yeah I'm, I'm seeing that and then finally star labs museum closes i think what's going to happen here is that uh it the star labs is gonna is gonna fail and uh then hr is gonna get the bright idea to make it into a flash museum because that's what the people want but then they're not changing that domino i guess that one doesn't necessarily matter well yeah i don't think that all of these are gonna change i think that what we saw was that they can change but I don't think they're all going to change. Um, In the example he gave, he only changed two things. Two things. Yeah. I'm thinking Music Meister changes, and we also got the Plunder changing. Well, they've also they've already changed. Uh, I, I see. Here's Wally the thing, got though, right? The kill shot, or not the kill shop? You know what I mean? Yeah. They uh, they they by Cisco getting the elementary school into the whole Star Labs thing. That seemed like it, you know, gave a breath of uh, life into the museum. A uh, solid opening does not guarantee that your business is going to still be around in a couple of months. Sure, sure. Like I, 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 th- I still think that's going to bomb because I really do think that we're building up towards Star Labs becoming the Flash Museum, and so it might, it might change from Star Labs Museum closes to Star Labs Museum becomes the Flash. Ah, uh, yeah. So yeah, I could see that. It's a matter of headlines. Uh, yeah. So I, I, you know, I think that they've got a nice little roadmap here. It is kind of fun to play around with spoilers. Uh, the date, as you mentioned, May 23rd. Uh, so that is the season finale. Also my birthday, by the way. Oh, hey, there you go. Yeah. I'll be out of town. So we'll have to figure out recording for that, that particular Sad episode. Is. But, um, but yeah, so let's I, record before the episode and just, just guess. guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you something right here. After they read everything down uh, on, Joe West getting honored by the city, plus the knowledge that the future can change, plus them deciding not to tell Joe what's going to happen. I mean, like, I have never been more certain of anything. Joe is going to die during the season finale. You think so? Yes. He is going instead to... Of, instead of uh, Iris? Yep. Yep. He's going to end up He's going to end up taking the shot. He's going to end up being like, you know, it won't be her, but it'll end up being him. And we know Joe, he like, he has gone on the line before for his kids. And he has said multiple times he is ready to, to check out. Like he, he's lived a full life. 
you know, he's, he's raised these amazing children. He's done amazing things with his career. Like, like, it's not like he has a death wish, but he is totally fine with his accomplishments. And I like, mean, he got honored at city hall. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's the other <laughs> thing. Like if he's going to get honored by city hall, it's almost like, oh yeah, no, he's totally going to die. <laughs> Holy crap. What if Joe S honored at city hall because he's killed by Savitar? Oh, wow. dun, dun, dun. that'd be an interesting twist. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we'll see how it all plays out. But yeah, Joe. Joe. Joe gonna die. I will say this too during the episode, uh, and this isn't as this isn't really related to it. But I just had the sense that I'm also concerned that perhaps Wally might be on the chopping block at some point. Like I, no, I they can't kill Wally. No, I hope not. But I'm I'm worried that he might have like a Young Justice type of death. Uh. Oh wait. Never mind. You haven't seen Young Justice season two. Never mind. I I I, I know about the spoiler. Okay. All right. Well. But I was thinking maybe something along the lines of uh, he gets, you know, trapped in the speed force a la uh, not not Flashpoint. um, Yeah, Justice League Unlimited. Rebirth and all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. With Barry. Uh, Yeah. 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 No, I'm not totally unconvinced that that didn't happen at the end of Young Justice Season 2. But we never got a Season 3. But we are getting a Season 3. We are getting a Season 3. So that's going to be incredible. Um, But yeah. So there you go. That's uh, that's speech speculation this week. Um, hey, help us out. Speculate yourself as well. Uh, in fact, you can do so uh, and, and also help us at this podcast by going to patreon.com slash TV talk, become a patron, get exclusives, unlock rewards. And uh, and yeah, send us your uh, speedster speculation before the show goes live and uh, and we'll share it on the show as well. This is David Sobolov, the voice of Gorilla Grodd on The Flash. And you're listening to Flash TV Talk. Listener feedback. Man, we got some great listener feedback in. We got an iTunes review in from Natalie Gardano. Uh, And Belle, what does Natalie write? Well, she writes, already love them after just one listen. I was looking for a great review of The Flash, and I'm 100% I found the best in Flash TV talk. Not having grown up with the comics and after listening to their take on 3X1, uh, that's season three, episode one, uh, I feel like I'm having a better understanding of what I just watched. My only complaint is that I just wish I found them sooner. Well, Natalie, thank you very much. We appreciate that. Absolutely. All right, now we're going to open it up to the live chat, guys. What did y'all think of the episode? By the Interesting. Want to pine up on the chat pointing out Luigi's actually a rogues bar from the comics, so possibly an Easter egg there. Um, man, if there was a, a little murder, bit early for Easter. <laughs> if the if the uh if if there was a murder there, then perhaps it could be a murder of one of the rogues. Ooh. Be interesting. Maybe it was Music Meister because he got a six-figure book deal and they killed him for it. No. I, I don't think the rogues would do that. I think they want to like, well, I mean the classic robes I think would want to see each other, you know, they, 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 they are a team, but they also, they want to see, they want to see each other succeed. Yeah. Uh, let's see. One of pineapple said, I thought a lot happened, but it felt like not much happened, but in a good way. Uh, the green arrow says, I'm surprised Jay didn't come back uh, and say, what did I just say about time traveling to the future? <laughs> Barry? He gets back. He's like, Barry, Come here right now. <laughs> what did I tell you just a couple episodes ago about time travel? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm sure that's coming. I'm sure that's coming. Man Apart in the chat says, great but lacked action. Uh, this was a very action low episode. We didn't talk much about Plunder. Plunder from the comics, uh, actually originally from a an alternate Mirror Universe that Mirror Master and the Rogues uh, brought into our world, kind of a chaotic world. Uh, and so, uh, so yeah, so eh, I, I, I think he's probably a one and done rogue. I doubt we'll see much of him in the future unless there's, 
uh, need for an additional rogue to kind of pad out a team. Uh, Lauren W says pretty good, but it felt a like a bit of filler, uh, though it did set up a lot of cool stuff. She gives it a seven out of 10. Uh, Runberry Run in the chat says, wasn't the exterior of the Central City Museum the same as what we saw in the Speed Force? Um, yes. Although, you know, the thing is what we saw in the Speed Force was also multiple Earths, uh, not necessarily futures. Um, remember we did actually see the, uh, the Barry Allen, uh, of, uh, uh, well, we saw, you know, John Wesley's ship as the flash wearing the classic nineties costume, uh, in, and specifically from that show. Uh, now I, I actually would make, probably make an argument that what we saw in that flashback was actually Jay Garrick of earth three in an earlier costume. Um, you know, from our understanding, the idea is that, you know, that, that series was the earth three, just with the one change of, instead of it being about Barry Allen, it actually being about Jay Garrick. Um, and so, you know, there, there being kind of, uh, some interesting similarities there. I wonder if perhaps Jay Garrick's costume, Jay Garrick of Earth 3, his costume was that. But one way or the other, that was a different Earth. So it's theoretically possible that the Flash Museum that we saw in that Speed Force run was actually from a different Earth. Yes. You know, I, I meant to mention this when we were talking about HR earlier, but uh, Cisco has been dropping the ball on that. We were talking about plunder earlier and it got, you know, it reminded me of it. Uh, Cisco has been dropping the ball on naming the, the villains of the week, all the rogues of the week. Cause HR named plunder. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. But I think that's part of that's, that's some, uh, lingering sad kind of playing in right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I, I think that's the gimmick of this guy is he's going to like, you know, do that to make Cisco mad. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, but yeah, great listener feedback uh, from the live show and the iTunes reviews. By the way, if you have not headed over to iTunes or write us a review, be sure to do that. That's a great way to help out the show without spending a dime. Uh, just uh, share your thoughts and write those down there. And that is awesome. We read those on the show. We love doing it. Fuels us up. If you do want to help support the show by spending a dime uh, for just a dollar an episode, it's a great way to help us make this content happen. Uh, Patreon.com slash TV talk is the place to do it. You can also keep up with us throughout the week by following at Flash TV. TV talk, as well as our personal accounts as well. I'm at the real Bo York and you can follow bell at ring that bell. However, if 140 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podestery.com. That's P O D A S T E R Y.com. Be sure to like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash flash TV talk. And for patrons also join the group, the bro group, wait, the bro gallery, the brogues gallery <laughs> on, uh, on Facebook as well. Also, special thanks to Charlie Bach, who provides our awesome outro music. You can check out more of his stuff at SoundCloud.com slash Charlie Bach. All right, man. That's going to do it for us for this week. So be sure to tune in next week because we're back. Hiatus over. So we'll be back in a flash.
Should we do a bit? Probably not. <laughs> uh, hmm. What 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 kind of bit do you have in mind? Like I came back from the future and I, I saw some things that we need to change in the podcast. Or like, you could just be like, Bell, we've got to go back to the future. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's not this one. It's it's our kids, Bell. It's our kids. <laughs> we could we could do something like that. It's gonna be difficult for me to be like Johnny Quick on the um on the bumps tonight, because I've got two computers that I'm using. And I can't hear them. Yeah, so you 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 can't hear. I'm not hearing anything. That's that's weird to me. That's weird to me. Hang on, we're gonna we're gonna tech support this. Uh, let's see where is the link. There it is. Um, let's go with this one. Let me know. QuickBooks introduces profits you can picture. Money comes and goes when you own a new business. You you couldn't hear that British guy? No, I couldn't hear anything. Do I sound like I'm far away to you? No, you sound fine. All right, all right. We need to we need to figure out some things. All right, let's see. We're gonna have to tech support this. I'm bringing us live, live, live from Austin, Texas. No, neither one of oh. us are in New York. Well, I mean, part of the internet tube goes through New York live at some point. Maybe we Central City. That would make some sense. Yeah, that works. Okay. Live. <clears throat> Let me try it again. I got to get my, my, my Saturday Night Live voice. Live from Central City. Like, he sounded a little bit older. Although, is that guy dead now? Or is he still alive? Uh, I don't know. I think he's alive. But now I kind of feel bad if he's dead. Or I feel even worse if he's alive. Gosh. Well, you know, I mean, either way, it's a tribute. Why am I echoing? Are you echoing? I'm echoing. Well, the question is, did the listener think that you're echoing? Do the listeners think that I'm I'm not echoing anymore? Okay, well, stop. Well, here, here. Let's see if this is this 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 is the question. If they can hear this, then all things are good, regardless of what you can hear. So let me try this live from Central City. It's Flash TV Talk. This is Flash TV Talk. Did y'all hear that? Bell, did you? I heard that. Yo, you heard that. I actually heard that. Yeah. You you heard that one. I heard that one. Now, why could you hear that one, but you couldn't hear the other one? Because a piece of toast. Uh, dance, 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 a piece of toast. And brand, 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 and flash the... TV toast. Yeah. <laughs> flash TV toast. <laughs> this podcast. That's our new talk. We talk about breakfast food. Uh, oh, my gosh. Flash TV toast. Are you kidding me? No, we're doing it. Flash TV toast. Look, if I could get away with doing a breakfast podcast, I would do. I would stop everything. I would stop everything today and just do a breakfast podcast all the time. <laughs> All you day. are on Team Breakfast. I am Team Breakfast all the way. The theme song, Bell. The theme song. You know what it would be? I have no idea. Be Prince's "Breakfast Can Wait," which, by the way, is the most romantic love song of all time. Because that anyone who is, is willing to like put breakfast aside to spend more time with their significant other—that is true love, my friend. That is true love. Because breakfast comes first. Team Breakfast all the way. And, and not only that, I mean, Prince makes some pretty darn good pancakes. Now, he is dead, by the way. That That is, that yes, was, that was a casualty dead. of 2016. He is. Um, he made, he made, past tense, mm-hmm. some pretty good pancakes. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, maybe he's making them up in heaven. He's flipping, maybe. He's flipping those pancakes, man. Well, but, uh, he was Seventh-day Adventist, so he'd be in Seventh-day Adventist heaven. Uh, well, are there pancakes? The the only thing that matters in this this particular afterlife scenario for Prince is whether or not there are pancakes. They're uh uh probably pancakes. They're I probably would assume. probably pancakes, and they are heavenly. Oh yeah, 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 light and fluffy. They're like <laughs> angel food cakes. Pancakes. Accelerating your fandom 
This is Flash TV Talk. Angel food. Pancakes. <laughs> oh my god. So I'm guessing you actually can't hear the music then. No, I couldn't hear that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was like, "Why did it get quiet all of a sudden?" Because I was I was transitioning us from from pre show shenanigans into actual show. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, I couldn't hear that, so I could hear it the first time. Why couldn't I hear it the second time? I have what no is idea. On? Technology is just rebelling against us. This is what happens. This is what happens. Uh, let's uh, let's let's just let's just proceed as if everything is going well. Rogue Media. <laughs> 